been a little while since I've had uh, Alex Newman on. I'm uh, not necessarily suffering separation anxiety. Uh, I just know that he's hard at work trying to make sense of the madness uh, in the world. He certainly does an excellent job staying on top of the lies propagated by the globalists and they're nudging an advancement towards totalitarian control and consolidation of power, uh, extracting, of course, our wealth from the United States of America, uh, our power, our influence on the global stage. We're right on the precipice of uh, World War Stupid. Um, the only way to describe it. <laughs> and he's smiling. War, that's what I'm calling it. It's World War Stupid. I might have to borrow that, Pete. That's perfect. Please. <laughs> I, I mean, how else do you describe it? Um, you, you get, you know, it's not just Joe Biden. We say Joe Biden. So, you know what, Deb? Um, Deb said to me uh, today, when do you think they're going to uh, implement the 25th Amendment? I'm like, they're not. If you were a globalist, wouldn't you want Joe Biden just doing everything you tell him to do? <laughs> but this regime behind him, um, they, they, they are absolutely funding both sides of the war. There's no doubt about it. I mean, if you take a look at, you know, over the past uh, decade or so, uh, CARE, right? Black Lives Matter, uh, a dotted line to Black Lives Matter and them funneling money uh, to, to Hamas. I mean, I, I've dug into the, the court documents. The FBI did an executive summary how these people are all connected uh, to Hamas. Uh, so what, what do you expect as to rockets being fired at Israel when you've got that much state sponsorship uh, behind them? Between Iran and the United States, you know, and Hamas being spun up by no, none other than, you know, or partly by by Israel. Uh, what else do you expect to happen at the border between Gaza and Israel, correct? It's World War stupid. I mean, it's an escalation that's created by both sides. And Netanyahu, you know, him bombing Hamas, you could obliterate Hamas. It'd just be backfilled with more of Obama, Biden, Clinton's, you know, and the, uh, the Khomeini's uh, militants. It's not going. It's not going to end by bombing Hamas. Don't you agree? Uh, there's no question about it, Pete. And you're you're right. Stupidity uh, is a very good term to describe what's going on here, at least from the perspective of people who don't want to see innocent people dead. Uh, you you just see things that are almost too absurd to even believe that they could be happening. Like the 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 government with more debt, the entity with more debt than any other in all of human history. I refer to the U.S. government. Uh, there's never been an entity in all of human history with this much debt. We're borrowing money from our most important geopolitical threat, the Communist Chinese government, which is openly waging unrestricted warfare on the United States of America, which is everything short of bullets and missiles flying, mm -hmm. so that we can pour billions of dollars into Israel and billions of dollars into all the Arab states around Israel that presumably will be involved uh, when the next major global conflagration breaks out 
not to mention the billions we just released to the mullahs in Iran, not to mention the enormous amounts of money we send to the United Abominations so that they can produce textbooks to teach little Arab children that Jews need to be ethnically cleansed and pushed out into the sea and who knows what else. Uh, meanwhile, you've got Netanyahu, uh, you know, the, the guy who famously ordered everybody in his entire country to take the COVID shots, uh, also receiving huge amounts of foreign aid. Uh, uh, you know, what's going on here, Pete, and I think you know this uh, very well as well, is there is an agenda to have perpetual warfare and to expand that into a, a broader global conflagration. And if they can't get it out of Ukraine and Russia, they'll get it out of the Middle East. If they can't get it out of the Middle East, they'll get it out of free Chinese versus communist Chinese or North Korea versus South Korea. Uh, and that's because they understand that war is the fastest route to globalism. Um, and, and I'm not speculating about that. They know that. They've put it in their own documents. Uh, of course, we had World War I. You had uh, the birth of the League of Nations. The only reason that didn't take off as a globalist super state is because the U.S. Senate had the sense to not get us involved in that, uh, overwhelmingly uh, declined to participate. So World War II, they got the U.N., the World Bank, the International Monetary Fund, the European Coal and Steel Community, which eventually grew into this abomination called the European Union, which is now the model for all the regional governments they're imposing on the whole world. Right? What gave birth to all that? Well, World War II did. And so, uh, as uh, Lincoln Bloomfield put it in his report for the State Department in the early 1960s, this is a guy who was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations, a globalist insider, very closely tied to the intelligence agencies, et cetera, which, by the way, were filled with communists at the time and continue to be filled with communists to this day. Um, he said that you know, if, if present trends are allowed to continue, these evolutionary organic trends, it's going to take hundreds of years for us to get our world effectively controlled by the United Nations. And so he proposed that the fastest way to accelerate that process and to break down national borders, national boundaries, and ultimately nation states was to use war or the threat of war to fundamentally transform people's attitudes. And so along comes Joe Biden signing whatever comes in front of him by his puppet masters. And uh, we are, I think, on the precipice of, uh, of a massive global conflagration that will result in millions of people dead. Uh, almost certainly the U.S. government will fund both sides of it. You see them making plans now to, to draft not just our sons, but also our daughters. Um, and uh, it, it's unthinkable. And at, at this point, you know, the U.S. government has practically bankrupted our country. We've sent most of our... Uh, critical military hardware to other countries. We can't keep our Air Force jets in the sky without parts made in communist China, without rare earth minerals mined and processed in communist China. Uh, it, it's, you know, I, I wish this was all just some crazy comedy show, but uh, unfortunately, I suspect the chickens will be coming home to roost pretty soon. And uh, folks all across the United States and all over the world, we are all in very great danger as a result of the, the schemes of these evildoers. You know, I couldn't help myself when everyone started waving Ukraine flags and I knew what happened in 2014 and who was installed. I did a little mini documentary. I watched Victoria Newland, John McCain, Victoria Newland delivering cookies to the Maidan, the, you know, the propaganda, you know, uh, videos that were put out. Uh, oh, I am Ukraine. And I'm like, who produced that? George Soros, you know, uh, George Soros connected. So there they are overthrowing the Ukraine, installing, in, in their own words, the Svoboda Party, the, the, the neo-Nazis. So, so since then, so now we've got the second round uh, in the Ukraine, and everybody keeps pushing back about it. They're not Nazis. They're not Nazis. I'm like, these are Nazis. But guess what I did? I dug into the, you spoke of World War II. After World War II, I, don't, I didn't realize that when we spun up the CIA, their first charter in 47 
was Operation Paperclip to place all of the Nazi scientists. And since then, through the uh, the uh, Nazi War Crimes Disclosure Act, um, the CIA had to publish all of their documentation as to their relationship with the Nazis. And guess what they did? They decided because they were anti-Soviet that it would pay off to have a relationship with the Nazis because they were anti-Soviet. That was the proxy to fight the Soviet Union in the Cold War. Well, they're so addicted to, to, the, to the Nazis, they, they haven't broken their addiction. George Soros actually got recruited by the CIA to fund through uh, the International Renaissance Foundation um, propaganda uh, and also material support for the Nazi movement in the Ukraine. These are Nazis against the, uh, the Russians. Um, and, and, and we've become Nazis, essentially. I mean, our policy is supportive of the Nazis because it was Soviet Union, now it's Russia. But we're still addicted to having a sound relationship with the Nazis. That can't be good for anybody. And Operation Gladio, too, uh, teaming up with, uh, with the Italians. Um, so here we are, having fueled a Nazi war movement that is put, putting us on the precipice of, you know, of obliteration of humanity. And that's not an understatement, is it? No, it's not. And uh, there are so many of these interesting connections. Uh, the, the book by Anthony Sutton, one of America's most important and greatest historians, uh, Wall Street and the Rise of Hitler, is incredibly important if you want to understand the critical role of the deep state in the United States in supporting, financing, and bringing to power the National Socialists in Germany. Uh, and, and this ran through the very core of the elites in the United States. Uh, Prescott Bush, Senator Prescott Bush, uh, the, the granddaddy of George W., the dad of George H.W., Mr. New World Order, uh, he was actually busted under the uh, Trading with the Enemy Act because his union bank was helping to finance the Nazis. And, and a lot of the mega corporations were. You look at the Rockefellers, right? the, the Rockefeller crime family, uh, one of the biggest financiers of the Nazi eugenics movement. They were financing Dr. Mengele's work, these sick, disgusting experiments. And so, you know, now they put a brown face in charge of the Rockefeller Foundation, a guy from India willing to, you know, sell his soul for money. And, oh, we're not racist anymore. Oh, okay, yeah, right. Uh, but, you know, it, and it's not just the Nazis. Um, and I'm glad you brought up Operation Paperclip. They, they seeded so many of these Nazis through uh, the U.S. government, throughout the U.S. government and other Western countries. But you also have a very similar phenomenon with the communists uh, in, in the Soviet Union and beyond. Uh, Anthony Sutton also did an excellent book on Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. What he shows is that the Bolshevik Revolution was funded by the deep state in the United States, the mega bankers on Wall Street and in London. They gave millions of dollars to uh, Vladimir Lenin, to Leon Trotsky for the purpose of overthrowing the Tsar. Uh, absolutely horrific. And, and of course, that support for communism continued. Um, he did another book, uh, part of a, a trilogy on uh, Western aid and Soviet uh, technological and economic development. And uh, he shows that basically the Soviet war machine was built by the American taxpayer and by the big American companies with the full permission of the U.S. government. Uh, they painted Stalin, one of the worst mass murdering savages to walk on this planet, was Uncle Joe. We love Uncle Joe. Oh, right? yes. Um, and over and over again, Pete, as you know, they put communist, horror, horrible, horrible dictatorships into power. Cuba is a really good example. 
right? Uh, they, they pretended like they didn't realize he was a communist. Eisenhower, oh, who could have ever guessed the guy was a communist? Well, your U.S. ambassador to Havana told you he was a communist. Earl Smith, he testified under oath in the Senate that everybody knew he was a communist. He warned that uh, the guy was a communist. You had the U.S. ambassador in Mexico also warned that Castro was a communist backed by the Soviet Union. And yet the U.S. State Department and the New York Slimes, let's not forget the New York Slimes, which uh, famously covered up the genocide of Ukrainians in the Holodomor when uh, Stalin ordered uh, millions and millions of Ukrainians Ukrainians starved to death on purpose by seizing all of their food and letting them shrivel away and die. Women, children, one of the most barbarous acts ever perpetrated by man. Um, and, and so you have all of this happening and over and over again, the U.S. government betraying anti-communists. You saw it in Hungary. Right? They, they used uh, the propaganda broadcast of the U.S. government to encourage Hungarians to rise up against their communist enslavers. And then just kidding, you're all going to get slaughtered. And they did. It's just one example after another. You know, it, it's hard to put into words the horror that the U.S. government has unleashed on the world and continues to unleash on the world. Uh, and I, I say that as an American, somebody who's very proud of my country, somebody who loves my country. The reality is our government has unleashed more horror on the world than um, almost anybody. I, I keep uh, saying I'm a patriot. You're a patriot. We're. I remain God-centered. My loyalty, by the way, in this whole Israel thing, I'm loyal to God. I'm on team Jesus and uh, humanity. Uh, but is it is it okay for me to keep reciting because I keep clinging to my patriotism? It's the people that have hijacked our country. That's right. And weaponized it to accomplish their global goals. Isn't that true? That's exactly right, Pete. And I think it's very important to distinguish. And, you know, and I hope other people in other countries can distinguish that as well. You know, we, we had a rigged election here. Everybody knows that at this point, these people do not represent us. They do not speak for us. They have harnessed and, and exploited our economic power, our military power for evil purposes. And just like Saddam Hussein did not represent the people of Iraq, um, so the Biden administration or the Obama administration and on down the line, they do not represent the people of the United States of America. Uh, what we have here is a tiny cabal of really demonically inspired evildoers working to enslave all of humanity. Uh, and unfortunately, you find them seated throughout every government, uh, every national government, whether knowingly or unknowingly. And ultimately, I think if you go back to the Bible, the Bible explains most clearly what's happening here. This is a spiritual war, a spiritual battle, uh, forces from the pit of hell, uh, powers, principalities, the, the rulers of the darkness, spiritual wickedness in high places. Uh, that's what we're up against, not flesh and blood. And yes, Satan uses a lot of human minions. Uh, people like George Soros, people like Bill Gates of hell, people like the Rockefeller crime dynasty, people like Joe Biden. Um, but they do not represent us. And, and I do think it's important that Americans not lose sight of that fact. Uh, you know, it's important that we not turn against our own country. Our country is unique. It's special. It's worth fighting for. It's worth saving. Uh, but we have to clearly distinguish between the gaggle of criminals who have unfortunately hijacked our federal government, and in many cases, our state and local governments, and uh, the American people and our traditions and our constitution. They are very distinct. And, um, you know, we, we do have an obligation as Americans to, to do everything in our power to stop this cabal of evildoers who have tried to hijack our country. But, uh, you know, at the same time, we need to recognize that they do not represent us. Joe Biden is not acting for America. He's acting for this evil, evil cabal that wants to enslave humanity. You know, I'm uh, pre-programmed with the peace through strength mantra, but 
When I was in the military, I had access to our nation's most sophisticated weaponry, dangerous weapons of mass destruction that in the military, our culture was, we hope we never have to use these. We never want to use any of these weapons. Um, today, you know, nuclear war, oh my goodness, that's not nearly as dangerous as climate change. <laughs> these people are out of their mind, Alex. They're out of their mind. They have, do they even know what they're talking about? Um, as to, as to what the, not, not just capabilities, when, when you get us to the point to where you escalate, they, they have absolutely no idea uh, what the nuclear doctrine is of even Israel. They've got their Samson option. The Russians are not going to let 30 million more Russians die getting caught off guard by, by Nazi. They're not going to let that happen. Uh, they, they will use every means necessary when they're backed into a corner. Uh, this time around, they have nuclear weapons. They will uh, defend themselves. Uh, once this thing triggers, and it could happen in any moment, we have zero diplomacy. There's no communication. It could pop off like that. There could be a preemptive strike at any moment by anyone with a nuclear weapon against us because they know how dangerous our regime is. Do you agree? I wouldn't be surprised at all to see a nuclear bomb dropped on an American city. In fact, I was just having a conversation uh, last week with a friend who served in a very senior position in government, spent a lot of time in the military, uh, saying, hey, if a, if a nuclear bomb goes off in American city, um, they're going to take that as cover, as an opportunity to go and round up a lot of the leaders of the Patriot movement. Uh, he said they wouldn't take uh, people like Glenn Beck, uh, you know, Tucker Carlson, but uh, the next layer on down. And so uh, that is a very realistic possibility, Pete. In fact, I, I believe the globalists would love to see a nuclear war. And as Rich Higgins, uh, Director of Policy and Planning at the National Security Council during the Trump administration put it, you have this deep state uh, that sees itself very much as God bestriding the earth with, with no rule of law considerations, no limits to its power. And uh, there's this alliance that has come together of globalists, Marxists, Islamists, socialists, etc., all united with the goal of taking down the United States, uh, not just as a nation, but as an ideal. And uh, and I do believe that we are rapidly approaching that point. I think they want to kick off a civil war in the United States. And, uh, you know, Barack Obama, as you know, Pete, started his political career in the home of Bill Ayers, the communist terrorist oh, yeah. who bombed the Pentagon, bombed the State Department, bombed uh, the Capitol back before that was uh, an insurrection, I guess. Uh, murdered police officers and then bombed. Uh, mostly peaceful. Very nasty mostly country. peaceful insurrection. Mostly peaceful yes. bombings. Mostly peaceful mm -hmm. uh, executions and assassinations of police officers. Yes, and um, this is the guy where where Barack Obama launched his political career in the guy's living room. And Larry Grathwald, uh, FBI operative who infiltrated the leadership of this terrorist organization, he said they had a plan and they were discussing it with him openly after he had infiltrated the upper echelons of the leadership. They were working with communists foreign powers, very much including the Cubans, the, the DGI, the, the Cuban intelligence, uh, very much including the Soviets. And they had a plan to collapse the United States of America uh, through revolution, and etc. And then they wanted to have communist powers come in and occupy various parts of the country. So the Soviets would get a big chunk, the communist Chinese would get a chunk, the North Koreans, the Cubans, etc. Um, and then he said, we're going to have to round up tens of millions of Americans and put them in camps to be re-educated. And so Larry Grathwell says to him, well, what about those that can't be re-educated? And people can go watch this interview. What about those that can't be re-educated? And uh, these megalomaniacs said, well, yeah, we estimate that we're probably going to have to uh, liquidate 
is the term, uh, which means exterminate, murder, um, probably 25 million Americans, which at that time was about 10% of our population. So uh, these people, unfortunately, are in power in our country. This red-green axis is very real. Communists, the Islamists, um, and unfortunately, they have a very powerful fifth column in our country. They uh, have friends, as Beijing calls them, at the very highest levels of power in our government. And um, ultimately, it's all uh, one big happy club. And all that's standing in the way of this diabolical new world order that they want is really the American middle class and, and some of our state governments and local governments and the fact that we have hundreds of millions of weapons. But if they can divide Americans to the point where Americans start shooting at each other, which is their goal, by the way, they're sending agents into communities and telling them that, oh, your enemies, the, the white guys on the other side of town, your enemies, you know, uh, they're trying to stir this up. If they have to use false flag attacks, they will. Uh, but they fully intend, as Rich Higgins explained, to take down our country, not just as a nation, but even as an ideal. They want to totally discredit the ideas that our country was founded on, and uh, we've got to stop them. Alex, i got to bring you on for a couple of quicker visits, so I don't want to allow too much time to pass because I've learned a lot. I mean, I really dug deep. You know, I'll give you, I'll give you one example. Where is it? Where's my book on Sharia law? I just had it. I moved it aside. I'm reading the the, the manual, um, the Traveler, I think it's called. Oh, here it is. You know, if you want to know what oppression is, read their own Sharia law, the Reliance of the Traveler. This is oppression right here, and this is what this entire movement, you know, this global Islamic terrorist movement. It's sweeping the world. I've researched a lot more about the Nazi war movement and, and who's behind that. Um, they're, they're, it seems like they're not going to stop pushing this climate change agenda. There's, you hear the military? You hear all governments? You hear these globalists? They're not stopping. They couldn't even, they put nuclear war secondary, avoiding you know, nuclear uh, proliferation secondary uh, to consolidating global power through climate change agenda. Am I wrong about this? They're not no, stopping you're, you're on exactly it. right, Pete. Uh, the hmm. Climate change is absolutely fundamental to the pretext for this new world order. In fact, uh, in uh, about a month and a half, I'll be packing my bags and headed back to the Middle East for the next UN climate conference. Uh, I was at the last one too, and you and I have talked about this. I was at the uh, Sinai Peninsula for the COP27. And, uh, man, they are getting shrill. Uh, it's, it's really serious what's happening, folks, uh, and on all fronts, right? Uh, the one that I focused on for uh, my articles in The New American was the, the religious component. They, they unveiled the new Ten Commandments. They walked to the top of Mount Sinai. They did a climate repentance ceremony where they begged forgiveness from the climate gods for their carbon emissions and their air travel and their stakes and whatever. Uh, and then they unveiled the new Ten Commandments. They want to create a new moral code to guide humanity. And they're saying this very openly. And on the political and the economic front, what happened there was, uh, I mean, first of all, the shrillness was out of control. You had uh, the socialist head of the UN, actual socialist, by the way, Antonio Guterres, saying, um, you know, we're headed to climate hell. But if you pay us taxes for your CO2 emissions, we're going to keep the temperature just perfect. Don't you worry. Uh, and then you had Joe Biden. Oh, yeah, the, we're going to climate hell if we don't do this. So what happened there is John Kerry, Skull and Bones John Kerry, the climate czar, and uh, Joe Biden, and, and almost all the Western governments uh, actually pleaded guilty 
on behalf of the United States, on behalf of the American people, to this outrageous charge that all of the problems caused around the world, all the climate chaos, the hurricanes, the droughts, the floods, the snow, the no snow, the hurricane, you know, the tornadoes, whatever it is, uh, that's all our fault because we developed, we uh, created power plants, we drove cars and stuff, and uh, basically liberated humanity from back-breaking labor, extended lifespans from you know 20 to, to 80 years, et cetera. So we're guilty. Uh, Biden and, and the U.S. government and all the Western governments have already pled guilty on our behalf. And so uh, we'll be going over to the Arabian Peninsula uh, in uh, late November to talk about the terms now that we've already pled guilty. So now what's left to be decided is how much of our money are they going to steal and give to the United Nations and these third world kleptocrats to, um, mm -hmm. to, to pay our debt for this climate evil that we've caused uh, and also uh, the mechanisms through which they're going to do that. So all this is happening very quickly, Pete. The fake media in the United States is not talking about it at all because they know if Americans knew they would quash it immediately. And you know what? They, they just came out with another poll. Almost no media attention on this. AP NORC. Uh, just released uh, a few months ago, most Americans are still not buying the climate hoax. A, a majority of Americans reject the hypothesis that human emissions of CO2, human activities, are largely responsible for climate change, and yet they're moving full speed ahead with this hoax. They're just not talking about it in the press because they know that if Americans were aware of what was happening, it would be stopped in its tracks. There was uh, somebody, I think, at the World Economic Forum. I, I, I don't, I forget what. Uh, I mean, all these globalists—they all sound the same. They've got their German accent, and you know, <laughs> like Klaus Schwab. You know, please don't speak to me <laughs> yeah, with the German accent. Big Nazi business. Yeah, uh, we do control the world. Really? Okay. Yes. Yeah, Miss Ekhabenubenabin. She said. <laughs> you know, that, uh, you know, from COVID, they couldn't get everybody to buy off on that, the climate change thing, a little bit too complex, and we need a water type of, you know, instant death. And they, they wanted to simplify it to cause our compliance. Did you hear that? I did. Actually, I've, I've got it. And you know what? Last summer, I started traveling the country, Pete, and telling people about how these globalist evildoers were going to use crisis after crisis after crisis to yeah. bludgeon us into submission. One of the crises I warned about was the water crisis. Then they got the economic crisis, the political crisis, the climate hoax crisis. Uh, you name it, they've got it. They're planning to unveil them one after another, all eventually converging in what these World Economic Forum clowns call the polycrisis of doom. Mm. And um, amazing. The, the solution is always less freedom for you. Give up more of your money. Give up your national sovereignty. And they will protect you from the crisis. Mm. And of course, they are unleashing. It, it's exactly what Frederick Bastiat said, uh, the, the great uh, French philosopher. Oh, yeah. Lawmaker. He said these totalitarians, this was in the 1800s. He said these totalitarians, they concocted the poison and the antidote in the same laboratory. So Bastiat wrote that book on, I've read that. Uh, it's law, law. What was it? The Law. The Law, right? Yes. Yeah. One of the most uh, foundational books uh, for, for me in, in informing my perspective on, you know, what is the proper role of government outside of the Bible? You know, one of the, one of the most important books I've ever read on this. But Bastiat was a genius and he saw hundreds of years ago. You know, totalitarians are, are not all that creative. They do the same stuff. So even back in his day, they were creating crises and then offering fake solutions to the crises that they gave us. Um, and, and you see it so clearly with this. I mean, the, the, imagine the solution to global cooling of the 70s and 80s was exactly the same as the solution to the global warming of today. 
no more fossil fuels, give up your freedom, no more babies, right? Uh, John Holdren, the wackadoodle, a science czar for, for uh, Barack Obama. We've got to put sterilizing agents in the water supply, forced abortions. I mean, amazing that the solution to global cooling was the same as the solution to global warming. It's because it's the solution to all of the fake problems they're creating <laughs> because it has nothing to do with the problems. It has everything to do with enslaving you, taking your money, and taking your freedom. Have you ever read uh, anything by Strobe uh, Talbot? Yes, uh, big time globalist. Yep. Um, I mean, he is documented in books. It's <laughs> exactly what what the agenda is, and people don't even know his name, but he's one of the architects, is he not? Yep. State Department, CFR. He's got yeah. all the right credentials, and uh, you know, so many of these hacks. You know, people focus on the Joe Bidens of the world and stuff. Uh, really, the, the the hacks that are actually doing this are not in the headlines. They're not no. in the news. Um, you know, a lot of them are, are working. There, there's, there's one. He's still in the headlines, and he's still his. You know, his um, uh, silhouette, his profile was right next to Biden, even in Israel. Jake Sullivan. Nobody's tracked this guy. Uh, you know, he, he was accused of uh, uh, the gun running operation. Remember Mark uh, yeah. Turi, Operation Zero Footprint. He's got email correspondence with Jake Sullivan, and yep. Jake Sullivan was part of that. You know, Operation Zero Footprint arming the jihadists around the world, right? And yep. here he is. So he was involved with arming Hamas and F, right, in the Free Syrian Army, the Taliban and all that. And here he is sitting down with Netanyahu about how to stop Hamas, who he participated in arming. It's a Galian dialectic, problem, reaction, solution. That's all they have, isn't it true? It's yes, all they have. And, 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 and we saw this stuff so clearly during the Obama regime. They were working with the Libyan Islamic Fighting Group, which was the Al-Qaeda branch in Libya. Everybody knew it was the Al-Qaeda branch in Libya. They were bragging about it. They were going to the Western newspapers saying, we are Al-Qaeda. Right, right. more yeah. weapons. And they, oh, sure. Uh, we've got the 2012. Yeah, Al-Qaeda. They had a flag. It said, like, uh, Libyan division, right? Yeah. <laughs> Al-Qaeda. <laughs> They're black flags, yeah. right? Yeah. And I mean, in Syria, we've got the U.S. Defense Intelligence Agency memo. Hillary Clinton read this thing and said, we're supporting the Syrian opposition. The Syrian opposition is led by al-Qaeda and the Muslim Brotherhood. And by the way, one of the things that we want is in a Salafist principality in eastern Syria, which today we know as the Islamic State. When, when Donald Trump said that these people literally created ISIS, Obama and Hillary literally created ISIS, the, the media was like, oh my goodness, Donald Trump is such an idiot. How could he say something so silly? And then Donald Trump tweeted out the document and they all magically shut their mouths. We didn't hear about it again because right. they've been doing this for so long. And Pete, you know, don't get me started, but uh, Ion Pacepa, the uh, Romanian general, head of the Romanian uh, branch of the KGB, yeah. uh, you know, he wrote in his book, Disinformation, after he defected to the United States, he said the, the Soviets did the same thing. They sent thousands of agents into the Muslim world. They told them that America was the great Satan, Israel is the little Satan. And uh, and Yuri Andropov, he, he's quoted in uh, Ion Pacepa's book, uh, Ion Pacepa defected to our side. Uh, he's quoted in there saying that we, we figured a billion Muslims could do more damage to the West than the United States than uh, just, you know, we could alone in the communist world. So they sent thousands of these agents to go in there, radicalize all these Muslims, tell them that they needed to blow themselves up, uh, to destroy Israel, destroy America. Uh, and, and, you know, circling back full speed, who helped create the Bolshevik Revolution? Well, the very same deep staters go read uh, uh, the book by Anthony Sutton, Wall Street and the Bolshevik Revolution. It's all satanic. And, uh, you know, we middle class, everyday Americans, we're like pretty much the last obstacle other than, you know, God. So we are. Okay. So uh, how much time, how much more time do I have with you? But for you, Pete, as, as long as you need. This, this is an important.
important discussion here because you mentioned Romania. So th there's a group of, and it's growing rapidly as the awakening. We don't trust because of COVID. I, I think it backfired. Their, their mechanism to get you know everybody totally compliant, and then we found out about all the lies. Everyone is revolting. Uh, a lot of people are. So they haven't accepted uh, their, their, their means by which they, they get us to comply. Um, then the whole climate hoax, yeah, people are resisting that. But they do. There are eugenicists. They want to kill a large portion of humanity. How, I'm kind of confused. How do they want to kill so many people while at the same time have so much control over everyone? Why not kill a whole bunch of us and see if, we, if they can get the rest of us to, to comply with their stuff? I'm kind of confused. Do they want to kill us or do they want to enslave us? What will it be? I think it's both, Pete. They, they want it's to both. A lot of us, and they want to enslave those. Oh, wait, they want to kill those that don't want to be enslaved. Precisely. Um, yes. And, and the ones who will be good, obedient slaves, uh, you know, th there's no guarantee that they're going to make it out either. <laughs> it depends yeah. on how useful you are. Are you going to be a useful slave, or are you just going to be sucking up our precious resources? You know, I got buffalo that I need roaming on my land. We don't have space for you to grow food, you know, to get out of here. So um, they, they really do. Uh, and, and I think once you understand it from the, the biblical perspective that we are dealing with, um, really forces from the pit of hell. Oh, yes. That makes sense, right? Mm -hmm. why, why this passionate hatred for humanity? Why do they have to, why do they feel like the need to kill babies and, and, and kill women and children? Because people are made in the image of God. All, all people, Arab people, African people, European people, uh, American people, purple people, yellow people, we're all made in the image of God. And so this passionate hatred of humanity, sir, I think motivates them to try to eliminate us. And, and when you really boil down the whole New World Order agenda, Pete, it's very simple to understand. Just take everything God teaches, everything God has ordained, marriage, nation states, family, private property, uh, morality, flip it exactly upside down, and then you have a real good understanding of where this is going. So God said, be fruitful and multiply. They say, no, 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 don't be fruitful. we got to get rid of lots of you because there's already too many. People were outraged when Israel bombed the Planned Parenthood in Gaza. I'm like, why is there a Planned Parenthood in Gaza? What are you doing? You, we can't kill the babies unless they go through the corporate conveyor belt. Right. What, what are you doing? It's insane. You want the exclusive rights to kill the babies, right? Is that what you're saying? You know, um, the past week, just a quick comment. The past week, people have been calling this thing war. And I'm like, no, hold on a second. I'm a former United States Marine. I understand war, okay? Uh, and our loyalty was to God, country, and Marine Corps. That's not war. That's not how we kill 1,700 people. That's not, that, that, that was a barbarism that has nothing to do with war. That is a satan, satanic uh, influence uh, that, that happened there. And, and that's why I say I side with humanity. And then top level, of course, uh, God would never approve of what just happened, period. That's right. Yeah. Absolutely uh, right, Pete. There, there's no justification for, for killing innocent women and children deliberately, no matter who. That's does not it, war, is it? Parenthood, whether it's Hamas, there's never a, an, an excuse that justifies that. That's not war. No. No, it's not. It's barbarism. Right. It's barbarism. savagery. Yes, sir. Okay, so here's my biggest concern. And, and this is where I want the conversation to continue. So between now and the, the next time we speak, and, and, and I know you're, um, you, 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 you do excellent research. Communist Romania fell, right? And this is what I'm concerned about. 
as we can get because of this grand awakening. People could say enough is enough. And you know they're planning for it. They're probably gaming oh, yeah. this out. People will take to the streets. And what I think they're going to do um, is take the regime, which is communist, right? And we will be outraged and be forced out. And the next level down, just as in communist Romania, right? They exploited that situation. They ended up uh, executing Ceausescu. Well, guess who did the execution? Was the next level, next rung down of power. And I think that's yet another great danger uh, that they're planning for is that we have answered the will of the people. We will go ahead and replace this entire regime and backfill it with another level of communists wrapped in an American flag. Or, you know, here in the United States. What you just touched on, Pete, is so important for people to understand. Mm. And, and when it happened in Sri Lanka, I, I started warning really publicly about it, folks. They, what they did in Sri Lanka, they, they convinced this idiot socialist government to adopt all these dumb UN policies that ended up destroying the agricultural sector, um, totally bankrupting the country. I mean, they, they went from a net food exporter, totally self-sufficient, to now they couldn't feed their own people, they couldn't import uh, medication or fuel. And what happened? Uh, the people revolted and they overthrew their own government. They, they overthrew the president, they overthrew the parliament, the prime minister, they went into their palaces and swam in the pool and looted everything out of there. Um, and I'm very concerned that we could see something like that in the United States where um, yeah, they, they have done the war games, Pete. Uh, I know for a fact they have. And under every scenario that they could figure, American patriots end up retaking control of their country. So they've got to come up with a lot of plan Bs and plan Cs. Those can include uh, launching a civil war. Those can include uh, terrorist attacks across the United States or even nuclear attack. They can include activating special forces from the CCP, from the People's Liberation Army, to take out strategic infrastructure. And it could very much include an actual overthrow of our government and the total discrediting of our institutions and our constitution. So what I explain to people is, look, you don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. And we talked, we touched a little bit on this earlier, Pete. We love our country. We strongly support the documents that outline how our government should operate. Uh, the Declaration of Independence and the Constitution, and we don't want to throw the baby out with the bathwater. The, the globalist, fascist, communist, Marxist savages would love nothing more than to see the American people themselves throw their constitution out the window and slaughter each other. So we have to be very, very careful. Uh, they're going to prop up fake leaders, right? They, they'll, they'll talk, oh, this is your leader. He's leading the parade. Follow him. He, he's your uh, leader, and he's outraged about what uh, the, the regime is doing as well. So be very, very careful, right? Trust God. Read your Bible. Be in prayer. Don't just follow the first bozo that Fox News trots out and tells you. He's your I mean, they've been doing this for so long. I mean, William Buckley is just a perfect example of this, right? He was trotted out by the Washington Compost and the NPR and the. He's your leader, right? Yes. Never mind the fact that he worked for the CIA. Never mind the fact that he was a member of the Council on Foreign Relations. Never mind the fact that he was part of Skull and Bones. He's your leader. Anybody who he doesn't like is officially ostracized. That's exactly what they do when when the movement becomes too strong. They put fake puppet leaders in and tell us that's who we should be following. And Look there are at, many of these snakes right now, Pete. I know you today, probably count a whole bunch of them. So today, I, I well, hold on a second, Bastiat. What is the role of government? Right, um, the the consent of the governed. Right, they should operate at the consent of the governed. We elect you. We send you uh, into office. And what's their role? To protect our God-given rights. That is, and the document says. This is what you're doing. Our Declaration of Independence said that we're born with certain God-given rights, that among those are life, liberty, and the pursuit of happiness, 
right? That, that governments are instituted among men, right? Uh, the consent of the government is the election. We elect them, send them to D.C. We literally, by consent, give them, the Republicans, the majority. Really. That's the way it's worked out. It's all an illusion. What do they do when they get there? They say, we don't care about your telephone calls for, about the speakership. Uh, and by the way, we've struck a bipartisan power-sharing agreement. What is that? What is that? You just took our consent and you said, we're going to share power with those who want to overthrow our government. You're actually complicit in that effort. They control the Republican side. This thing is on full display right now. They have zero regard. They have disdain for the American people. Disdain for the American people. What What is a between Republican, this uniparty thing, what would you think if they said, we've struck a bipartisan agreement, a power-sharing agreement with the communists? What would you think of that if you heard that? It would be an incredible betrayal, but it wouldn't surprise me at all. Not at all. It, it, it would mm -hmm. just be the uniparty dropping the mask and announcing what so many of us have been warning about for so long. The Republican leadership is totally compromised. Mitch McConnell's a good example of that. Kevin McCarthy was a good example of that, prancing around uh, the Bohemian Grove with his little Bohemian Grove shirt on with a little owl on. I mean, that was in Politico just a, a few months ago. Um, th these people are all compromised. And I, I think Jim Jordan would have frankly made a, a great speaker, which is why the Republican establishment made sure that they had enough votes to stop that from happening. Um, these people need to be exposed. They will stop at nothing to put down a populist uprising. That's okay. what this is about, right? That's exactly what this is about, Pete. And you're right. They will stop at nothing. Uh, they, they will. There's nothing uh, that is not on the table if they think Americans are close to retaking control of their government. Uh, and that's because they know what the consequences would be. I mean, imagine if patriotic Americans who believe in the Constitution, who don't believe in lawlessness and crime, were to retake control of the government. Uh, all, all these evildoers who have betrayed their country, who have committed treason against their country, who have waged war on the American people, who collaborated with hostile mass murdering foreign powers to wage war on us, uh, you know, what, what would happen to them? Well, we have laws on all those issues. They would be prosecuted. They would be sentenced. Their whole little reign of terror would be over. All their plans would be in the toilet. And so we're now in a very dangerous position where these people recognize, I mean, they, they see the charts. They, they see that if, at this rate, if Americans keep waking up at this rate, um, you know, 75, 80% of Americans are going to be awake within a few years. What does that mean for them? Well, that means they're all going to jail if we're feeling very generous. So uh, they have got to act quickly, and they, I mean, nothing. When I say nothing is off the table, I mean nothing. They'll knock out the lights. They'll knock out the Internet. They will drop a bomb well, on our cities. And and, and we, we have, our memory is terrible. Uh, uh, we, we did, remember the project for the new American century? Robert Kagan, Dick Cheney, I mean, that whole cabal. In 19, what, 99, they said, we need another Pearl Harbor. <laughs> They, <laughs> did you know the Patriot Act, Kucinich actually, the, the, the socialist, uh, brought this up. But did you know they contained within the Patriot Act that, that they gave themselves the authority to use bioweapons, which had been basically abolished. But they wrote into the Patriot Act uh, spinning up you know, the, the, the bioweapons experimentation program. Why, why would they do such a thing? These people know exactly what they're doing. 
Uh, and, and, they're they're ready to go, Pete. and they're ready to go. <laughs> and they they will bring a 9-11. John Brennan's never been held accountable. I have him documented. ABC News allowing 15 of the 9-11 hijackers through the Jeddah Saudi Arabia station, overriding his assistant to bring them into the United States. This guy's on MSNBC. And nobody's Not challenging this. to be weaponized against us, right? Can you imagine? And he, and he admitted in 2016, Pete, that he was voting for the Communist Party candidate. How in the world can it happen that in 1978 you vote for the Communist Party USA candidate, a known agent of the Soviet Union, America's most important geopolitical foe, and then in less than two years you've got your security clearance, you're moving up the ranks through the CIA so quickly that by the time 2012 comes around, 13, you are now running the CIA. Something running up. the CIA and now in charge of uh, 2024 uh, disinformation and, and, and of course the surveillance program out of Fort Washington, Maryland. You know about that. Don't ever speak of that, by the way. Never speak of Fort Washington, Maryland. <laughs> Barack Obama's private NSA, right? Um, but here he is in charge in this consortium. Uh, along with a couple of others, they put John Brennan now, brought him back in. Didn't Trump remove his security clearance for good cause? Didn't didn't he? Yeah. Now, and that's what any sensible person would have done. This guy is, is clearly, clearly inimical to the best interests of the United States. He's clearly hostile to the Constitution. He dishonestly took an oath to uphold. Uh, you know, I don't think taking away his security clearance was nearly enough. Uh, I hope if and when Americans retake control of the government, this guy will be brought in under oath. He'll be forced to answer some questions. We can make a list of and, and he's not the only one. There's a whole bunch of these guys. Uh, yeah. Michael Hayden running around bragging about how they're mass murdering people oh, yeah. using uh, their metadata I mean, in public. This is crazy. Lastly, this is how outrageous this is. You know about COVID, the origins of COVID, the lab leak theory, event 201. Do you know about that? Of course. In September of 2019, right? They have satellite imagery that, you know, at the Wuhan lab, there were, the parking lot was full. One day, everybody left. The following day, the military came in and pulled everything out. They had pretty good um, a suspicion, right? That something happened at the Wuhan lab uh, as late as the third week in it was September 19th of 2019. Uh, then in October of 2019, the CCP's director, the equivalent of the CDC, is sitting next to the CIA. What's her name? Levine? Av not Avril Levine. Uh, uh, forget it. You know who I'm talking about, right? Yeah, uh, Avril Haines is her Avril name. Avril Haines, that's right. Yep. Avril Haines sitting next to the CCP director talking about this war-gaining scenario. What happens if somebody comes up with some fanciful idea about a, a lab leak? How are we to handle that? We need to have trusted sources. And he knew that there was a lab leak. He had to have known. He was the head of the CDC. He's sitting next to the CIA. Well, eventually it caught up with them. All the documentation started leaking. So Joe Biden calls for an investigation of the lab leak. And guess who is in charge uh, over there as the, what is she, the director of national intelligence? She's in charge of the investigation of what she was trying to suppress back in 2019. You cannot make this up. And, that, and that, back to my point, our mem is our memory short or do they just know that we're stupid? They can just 
use supercomputers and flood us with so much information and flooding the zone, right? As Avril Haines says, what, what, what is it? Um, our memories are short. They control the media. The masses will just follow along anyway, and they know it. I think that's a big part of it, Pete. Uh, they know that most of us are so busy trying to work to be able to pay our taxes that we don't even have time to follow the news, much less try to make sense of it. Plus, we've got important things like football and the Kardashians to pay attention to. Um, and, you know, at the same time, they're, they're flooding the zone with so many lies, so much propaganda. It's like what they did after the JFK assassination. Just throw out like a, a hundred different theories. Who cares if any of them stick? Just to distract everybody, keep everybody uh, arguing amongst themselves. Uh, so that's what we're seeing now. Um, and, and, of course, the intelligence community in the United States, of course, the federal government knew all of what was going on at Wuhan. They were helping to fund it, Dr. Fauci. Uh, so, again, it, it goes back to accountability. If these people are not held accountable, Pete, they will not stop. They will be back doing it again. And unless and until these people are held accountable, questioned, punished, and, and told to tell us who is above them, this evil will continue. I am not a... President Trump sycophant, right? I'm not. Uh, the more they hate him, the more I want him in their face. And I don't you just love it, Alex, hearing them say, we have to stop President Trump. All he wants is retribution. <laughs> and what is the definition of retribution? Holding those criminals accountable. And you just mentioned it. That's why I want, we have no choice. We have to bring President Trump in. Uh, I think he realizes he didn't realize it when he was in in the uh, uh, the Oval Office at the Resolute Desk just how evil and deep the swamp is. I don't think he did. He gave uh, people the benefit of the doubt, um, but this time around, I, I think we have to have him in if we ha if if we're to have a chance of saving this country. This is it, though. They say that the most important election. No, this is. Do or die. Our nation is done. We're one election away from losing our country, aren't we? Alex, I'll give you a final word and we'll get back together. But we're one election away from losing, losing our country. Yeah. And, and even if we win the next election, Pete, there's no guarantee that we're going to be able to salvage our country. Um, you know, I, I would love to see Trump back in power. I was just actually just uh, speaking at the Reawaken America uh, event in Miami last weekend. And, you know, Flynn was there. He said he was going to be secretary of retribution. He had Cash Patel. They, they've got good people lined up, ready to go if and when Trump gets back in power. But they plan for these kinds of things. We saw the uh, transition integrity project. They came up with the four most likely scenarios for the election. Notice even in the one where Donald Trump won and there was nothing they could do to stop it, they just had the West Coast states secede and demand all these crazy reforms, get rid of uh, key parts of our Constitution. So even if Donald Trump gets back in, they're not just going to say, oh, crud, we're busted. I guess we'll all uh, you know get ready for whatever you have planned for. No way. They'll, they'll deploy riots in the streets. They'll blow up bombs. They'll, they'll send terror mobs to invade the Capitol. But then it'll be a mostly peaceful protest, not an insurrection. So uh, even if we win the next election, no guarantee that our country survives. But we must be involved. Everything is on the line. Uh, there, there's no option but to win here. We have to. So I would encourage uh, all your viewers and listeners, Pete, to please, please get involved. Do something. We know you can't do everything, but do something. Do it yesterday. If uh, you can't do it yesterday, then start right now. You are an amazing content producer. You're on, I think we're on, uh, in, running in parallel on multiple networks. we got to get the word out however we can and support uh, those networks as well. Where can we find you? I know you're on Lindell TV on a regular basis. Um, where can we find you? 
Yeah, well, thank you, Pete. Yeah, you and I, I think, are on like at least six or seven of the same network. So <laughs> I'm doing my show uh, the center. Whoever will have us, right? <laughs> right, exactly. More, more eyeballs is good, right? That's more right. Truth That's more right. People. Um, the, the main hub for most of my stuff is, is going to be my personal website, Liberty Sentinel, S E N T I N E L dot org. I put out a, a free newsletter twice a week for anybody who wants to sign up. And then, uh, yeah, I've got, you know, my daily show. I'm senior editor at The New American Magazine. I hope people will go to thenewamerican.com. Uh, I'm on all the, the social media things, but uh, again, the central hub for most of my stuff is libertysentinel.org, and I would love to have folks sign up for the newsletter, and I really appreciate you having me on, Pete. It's been uh, too long. Great to catch up with you, and yeah, we'll talk again. I'd like, soon. if we could, here's a little teaser for the next event. I really want to, maybe we'll go back and forth. I, I really want to dig into, because uh, I believe that Albert Pike and Freemasonry and their plans are very well written, very well documented right out in the open. World War One, World War Two, World War Three. They're right on pace with what they spoke of doing back in the 1800s. Uh, I'd, I'd like to talk about those regimes. I mean, including, should I found out that the Muslim Brotherhood uh, wasn't just spun up by uh, Barack Obama. This has been something that the British Crown has been working on, on building uh, for... Uh, over a hundred years. Um, yep. So can we get together and have that discussion? Um, Would love uh, to do it, Pete. Yeah. A little teaser for the folks out there. Yeah. Um, there, there's a powerful book published in 1798 by a high-ranking Freemason called Proofs of a Conspiracy. The author was John Robeson. Uh, this is a book that was read by George Washington. Uh, so John Robeson traveled through continental Europe, uh, through the Freemasonic lodges in Paris and Berlin, uh, St. Petersburg and Russia. And what he said is there is a secret conspiracy, the Illuminati, working to take over the Masonic lodges of Europe. Their first great success was the French Revolution, which was unbelievably horrific, unbelievably barbaric, very much uh, in line with the Bolshevik Revolution. And so George Washington read this book, Proofs of a Conspiracy by John Robeson, and uh, warned about the Illuminati and the Jacobin infiltration of Masonry and even in the United States. So uh, we'll leave that out as a teaser for yeah. the next time. But um, we, we, our founding fathers were aware of some of this stuff. Yes. And uh, uh, one final note. What is, I've, well, I know the answer. I'll pose the question. What's the difference between what happened at the Capitol with the, the, insurre the hundreds that were passed through the magnetometers that the Capitol Police just saw no problem with hundreds of people with black shirts and, you know, angry mobsters advocating for Hamas. What's the difference between that event and January 6th? Uh, uh, the, the biggest difference is that uh, the, the narrative is supported by the, uh, the ones who were in there yesterday, and the narrative is not supported by the ones who were there to protest on January 6th. That was a peaceful protest that the feds and the Antifa, et cetera, tried to turn into a violent riot for the purposes mm. of framing Trump and framing uh, the opposition to their actions. The other one is uh, right in line with their agenda. So, Good answer, but I'm going to go one step further, and I, I can back it up with facts. Um, Oklahoma City uh, bombing, World Trade Center bombing. The difference is the FBI infiltrated both, but they only supplied bomb-making material to Rashida Talib's group. That FBI that has been recruiting, hiring, training, supplying terrorists with bomb-making material, Oklahoma City, right? Um, this is what, what they do. They're a spy agency. 
uh, and they're uh, one of the biggest promoters of terrorism at this point in time. They're 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 not good because when you hear Christopher Ray say that a terror event is imminent, you, you better bet that he knows exactly what he's talking about. He's got everybody ready to go. Uh, but Alex Newman, thank you for joining me. We'll, we'll bring you back here in the next couple of weeks. Is that great? Excellent. Looking forward to it. Thank awesome. you, Pete. Really appreciate it. Thanks thank you, for all sir. You do. Thank you. Thank you.